Welcome to the JRM Living Room, and here we are again for another episode of our exciting talks with some incredible people. And today we are in for a treat. So sit back, relax, get a cup of coffee, and continue to be refreshed in the presence of the Lord. God bless you. Amen. 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 <laughs> All right. So we have a little bit of a different setup here. We welcome you to now. We introduce this segment in our church, and this will be recurring in the next few Sundays and also in the next few months, maybe. Uh, we would like to call this the JRM Living Room. <laughs> the JRM Living Room. Welcome to the Living Room. <laughs> uh, let's give a hand to our setup team for creating this. Amen. <laughs> Before I, I, I do so, um, I'm really excited for this. It's, it's something that we, we love pioneering as a church. We love to create something new. We, have to, we, we want to be innovative, and God wanted us you know, to practice creativity. And uh, this month, as you can see on the screen, our theme series for this month is called Created for Worship. Created for, everyone say with me, Created for Worship. You and I are created for worship. And uh, what this means, you know, the Lord has placed in my heart for our church uh, to understand deeper and to have a wider, you know, a, a greater understanding of that word worship. And that basically uh, defines what Christianity really is about, you know. Worshiping God is really what, why we do what we do. Uh, and it's very rich. That word is very rich. And it's for each and every one of us to understand. And then, obviously, as we con continue to learn and understand this, we realize that our lives are being conformed to our understanding of the Word of God with regards to worship. Now, obviously, worship is not just the first portion of our Sunday service. <laughs> it's more than just songs, although that is one of the ultimate expressions of our worship unto lo to the Lord. The, the Bible says, sing praises unto the Lord, worship Him with songs, you know. Uh, but worship expands so much more than just singing songs. This month, we also would like to call it our purpose-driven month. And the reason is because we are a purpose-driven church, a Christ-centered, mission-oriented church. And we have purposes inside our ministries. The reason why we call our church Jesus Reigns Ministries is because we have many ministries <laughs> in this church. And uh, in, the, in the span of the next three Sundays, including today, we will be exploring the key purposes or core ministries of our church. And hopefully you would be encouraged and inspired to join one of them. Amen? Amen. So, just a little bit of um, uh, word study of that, you know, the word worship. There is what we call the law of the first mention in the Bible. Any concept or any idea in the scriptures, basically, um, you will find the raw meaning or the original meaning of that word from the first mention of that word in the Bible. When it's first mentioned, the richness of the essence of that word is found in that first mention. And the first mention of the word worship, do you know where it's found? Obviously, in the first book of your Bible. <laughs> what is it? Genesis. The first time the word worship was mentioned in the scripture is in the story of Abraham. 
And we all well-known story, the story, there's a picture here in the screen. Uh, the, the story of Abraham is when God um, called him and tested him to offer Isaac unto the mountain. Uh, when he said to his uh, servants, stay here, me and my son Isaac will go up the mountain and we will worship the Lord. Now, that is very rich in a sense that the context of that word used in that scripture, word worship, is basically obedience. Worship means obedience. What Abraham was doing right there was obeying God, and God was pleased with his obedience. And then secondly, sacrifice. What they are going to do in the mountain is he's setting up an altar. Obviously, it was just a test. He didn't know that at the, at the moment that they were climbing up. But what he knows when we are to worship God is we're going to offer something to Him. The word worship is closely related to the word offering. You know, offering, bringing something unto the Lord. And the word worship also is intimately connected to the word sacrifice. So that is the essence of worship. That's why when we say, we worship you, Lord, at the richness of its context, Lord, we want to obey you. And in the richness of its context, it means, Lord, I offer something to you. There is a sacrifice involved. Amen. Are you with me? Are you with me? So those key words, obedience and sacrifice. Now, the whole... Bible, Old Testament and New Testament, have a very clear understanding of the word of worship. In fact, in the Old Testament, you will find that the culture of the Israelites, when, with regards to their worship service, with regards to their ceremonial services to worship God, involves sacrifice. It's, it's well known. Deuteronomy 16.16. 16. Uh, this is basically Moses instructing the people, you know, that when they enter the promised land, it says, they shall not appear before the Lord empty-handed. That they will always have something to offer unto God. Now we might say, ah, oh, but that's Old Testament, Pastor Jeff. Yes, um, a lot of the sacrifices and offerings in the, uh, in the Old Testament, the ultimate fulfillment of that is in Christ Jesus. Jesus fulfilled all the requirements of the law. Uh, in, the New, in the New Testament, He is the perfect sacrifice. He is the perfect offering. And He has fulfilled it. So does it mean, Pastor Jeff, that we won't offer anything to God anymore? Quite the contrary. Because in the New Testament, as the letters of the apostles and the leaders of the church during that time, in the understanding that yes, Jesus fulfilled the ultimate sacrifice, uh, that is required by the law, they do not, uh, uh, what do you call this, negate, you know, the essence of worship still is an offering. One, uh, one verse, for example, it's different now. We don't need to come to church and bring, imagine if each one of you will bring a lamb. <laughs> and then we have an altar here, and then we have a dagger, and we're gonna kill the lamb to offer unto God. We don't do that anymore, thank God. Otherwise, the cleaners of this building will find it so hard to clean the mess, right? <laughs> we don't do that anymore. But what we bring is a different kind of offering. 
in the New Covenant Church where, where we are. Deuteron, uh, Hebrews 13.15, one example is this. Through Jesus, therefore, let us, what it says, continually offer to God. Yeah? So it still involves worship, still involves offering. Let's continually offer to God. This is just an example. What? A sacrifice. What's the sacrifice? A sacrifice of praise. Your thanksgiving and your praise is an offering. And it's all the more meaningful a sacrifice when you are in the middle of a problem, when you're in the middle of a crisis, when you're in the middle of your storm, and you're still praising God. Amen? Can you give the Lord best clap of praise? I think that's from Him. <laughs> it's an insight. It's such a sweet aroma unto the Lord when you offer praise to Him in spite of your external. So, let's continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess His name. Now, our praise and our worship, obviously, is not just from our lips. You know, it's not just a fruit of our lips. Because if you will remember Romans 12, 1 to 2, and this is our theme verse for this whole month, and something that I want you to, uh, Romans 12, 1 to 2, something that I want you to memorize. Because this defines what Christianity really is about. Look at that. Therefore, I urge you, this is Paul talking to the church. Brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer, again, offering, to offer your what? To offer your bodies as what? Living sacrifice. So our bodies is an offering. We don't, we don't lay down on the altar and then we are killed right that. We, we talked about death to self. It's a sacrifice. Our bodies, basically, it's not just physically the body, but your life. It's synonymous to your life. Offer your life as a living sacrifice. Why living sacrifice? Because it's, you know, it, it's not a dead offering anymore. Before, it was dead bulls, dead sheep, dead. But your life now is a living sacrifice. And it says they're holy and pleasing to God. Holy, it means set apart. Your life has been set apart by God to be a worship to Him. It means then that worship is all your life. Worship is not something we do. Worship is something who we are. Worship is our lifestyle. Our way of living. That's why the Bible also says whether you eat or drink, do it all for the glory of God. The verse continues in verse 2. It says, do not be conformed to this world. So, how do you offer yourself as a living sacrifice? Do not conform to the patterns of this world, the next verse. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you offer your life as a living sacrifice? You don't conform to the patterns of this world. Why? Because the pattern of this world is worshiping the world. It's not a question of if we worship or not. Because the reality is we were created for worship. That's our theme. You and I were created for worship. The question is, who are you worshiping? 
Who are you living your life for? What are you living your life for? It's a question of whether or not you're worshiping. You are worshiping. Whether you know it or not, aware of it or not, you are worshiping. But the question is, who are you worshiping? Who are you offering your life to? What is your sacrifice given to? To the world, to the wealth of this world, to people in this world. Some people can worship people. <laughs> you know, uh, I know of some of my classmates in high school, their room is filled with, uh, during that time, ano pa yun eh, mga boy band era yan eh. <laughs> Backstreet Boys. So all the, the room is filled with posters of Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Yeah, idolatry. <laughs> Anyways, they, they probably are just admiring. But what I'm saying is, the essence of worship is that you, off, you, you basically consume yourself with that. Do not conform to patterns. Of, be transformed by the renewing of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. To be a Christian is to be a worshiper of God. To be consumed by God. Amen? If you continue reading that, Hebrews chapter 12, you will continue to find um, uh, forms and ways by which we can demonstrate this worship. That this is the way we worship. Uh, Verses 3 to 8, it's not in the slides, but you can read it at home, Romans chapter 12. Verses 3 to 8, how do we um, demonstrate that we worship God? It talks about unity in the body. Unity in the body of Christ. It talks about humility. Do not think of yourself too highly than any other. But serve one another. And then it talks about, verses 3 to 8, use your gifts. Use the gifts that God has given you so that you can serve the body of Christ. That's how you worship God. You use your giftings. You use your capabilities to enrich and continue to contribute to the building up of the kingdom, to the, of the church and advancing of the kingdom of God. Verses 9 to 13, it talks about honoring and serving one another. How do you worship God? You honor and you serve one another. Out of genuine love and humility. Uh, the greatest commandment of all, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And the second command is equal to this. Love your neighbor as yourself. Can you say to the person next to you, I love you. (laughs) I love you with the love of the Lord. Amen. Do we love the church? Who loves the church? Amen. Hallelujah. And then last but not least in that chapter, uh, Romans chapter 12 is... How do we offer our bodies as living sacrifices to God? It says, abstain from evil. Abstain from evil. Your body, every parts of it, your mind, your eyes, your ears, your mouth, consecrated to God. My mind will not have any part in evil. My eyes will not any, have any part or will not consume evil. My ears are not going to consume evil. My mouth is not going to speak evil. My very feet, my feet, my hands, they are not going to conform to the things of this world. That's how you offer a living sacrifice to God. Amen? Yes? 
All right, so I just wanted to show uh, a few quotes here, some of my favorite quotes of a definition of worship from some of the theologians and, and Bible, scholars, uh, Bible teachers. The first one is from William Temple. Look at this. It's beautiful. Worship is the submission of all our nature to God. It is the quickening of conscience by His holiness, the nourishment of mind with His truth, the purifying of imagination by His beauty, the opening of the heart to His love, the surrender of will to His purpose, and all of this gathered up in adoration, the most selfless emotion of which our nature is capable, and therefore the chief remedy for the self-centeredness which is our original sin and the source of all actual sin. Worship is God's remedy for selfishness. When we worship God, we are enthroning Him. We are dethroning ourselves from the throne of our hearts. Because it's very easy, and in fact, it is much of an idol now, a competitor of God, the self. The self. We are in a image-driven culture. Instagram, Facebook, selfie. Look at me. <laughs> look at me. Look at me. Uh, this is me. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if our lives, the throne in our hearts, you are the one sitting in there, then you are your God. God is not. That's not. That's worship, but that's not worshiping God. The next, the next uh, quote that I'd like to read, redemption, this is beautiful. Redemption is the means, worship is the goal. The reason why Jesus died on the cross is so that worship can be restored because no one's worshiping him. And because when you encounter the grace of God through the cross, worship becomes a response. Look at that. In one sense, worship is the whole point of everything. It is the purpose of history, the goal of the whole Christian story. Worship is not one segment of the Christian life among others. Worship is the entire Christian life seen as a priestly offering to God. And when we meet together as a church, our time of worship is not merely a preliminary to something else. Rather, it is the whole point of our existence as the body of Christ. Isn't that beautiful? And last but not the least, um, uh, the next quotation comes from a recent one, Louis Giglio. Um, he says, Worship is our response, both personal and corporate. Look at this. Worship is a response. It cannot be worship if it's religion because worship really is a response to what? To a revelation of how God loves you so much. It, you are responding to the love of God. That's worship. If, if, if it is not coming from a heart responding in gratitude, that's religion. That's why here in our church, our motto is serve the Lord with gladness. If you're not serving the Lord with gladness, stop it. You're wasting your time. <laughs> because the Lord looks at the heart, not at what you do. Right? Because gladness is a response to what He has done for you. If you're serving the Lord without gladness, ang tawag po doon, religion. But when you have a relationship with God, you will be glad to serve Him in any capacity, in any way you can. Amen.
Amen. Let the servants of God say amen. It's a response, both personal and corporate to God for who He is, not just for what He has done. Yes, for what He has done. Expressed in and by the things we say and the way we live. Yeah. All right. So, next slide po. Uh, today, as a part one of our installment uh, series this whole month, we're talking about the five purposes of the church. And the, 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 the five purposes basically evangelism, uh, worship, um, worship, yeah, sir, worship service, and then members, uh, fellowship, and then discipleship, and then ministry or service. And all that is basically uh, inculcated or, or uh, um, what do you call this? Weaved upon the way we do church. We have our M1 to M6. We have our mission team, our magnification team, our M2. We have our membership team, our M3. You will know them in the next coming Sundays. Our maturity team, our M4. Our ministry team, M5. And our momentum team, our brand new team, M6. Yeah. Momentum team. Yeah. So our M1 mission team is our, our evangelism and social outreach mission arm. Is, uh, uh, oversight po niyan is si Brother Jerry and Atites. And then our M2 magnification team, our oversight for that is uh, Brother Bino, uh, Sister Julie, with our creative pastors, uh, Sister Gurley and uh, Brother Reggie. And then our M3 is uh, oversight po niyan is Sister Angel. Palakpak niyo naman. And then our mat- maturity team, those are in charge with our um, uh, classes, our maturity classes. Ang oversight po niyan is uh, Sister Hazel together with Brother Noel and Ate Maan. Ang ministry team at the moment, ako po yun. <laughs> Baka may gusto mag-volunteer. <laughs> Uh, that's our events and uh, ministry allocation for all your giftings and and your interests. And then uh, our momentum team (laughs) is our multimedia department headed by Brother Jericho. Those are the the areas that we express worship unto the Lord. Now, as part one of our uh, our, uh, installment this month, can I call on next slide po? Can I call on the stage our um, uh, oversight for our mission team, evangelism, uh, arm is Sister Tess and Brother Jerry. Can you give them a hand? Yes. Woo-hoo. And also uh, our lighthouse keepers, our lighthouse pioneers. Can I call on Sister Jane and Brother J.B. Hular? Right. So they are our mission team. And um, we are... Uh, delighted to have them today to help me continually enrich what we're going to talk about, evangelism and worship. And what makes uh, evangelism um, a, a form, a, a rich form of our worship unto the Lord. Can you get one microphone each? All right, and test if it's working. Uh, welcome to the JRM living room. Hello. All right. All right, can you just say hi to everyone? Hello. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Hello. Hello, everyone. How are you today? <laughs> so we are, we, are talking, we are talking about um, evangelism, and obviously it's one of the core um, 
uh, principles and, and, and practices that we have as a church. The reason the church exists is to continue to reach people. You know, we have our, our um, uh, vision in our church, right? We have our mission statement. What's our mission statement? Everyone who knows it, shout with me. JRM Sydney is a caring church committed to bring people into a right and fruitful relationship with God. To model a church where Jesus is the head and the members are discipled to love God and love people. Our vision, in summary, is encapsulated in these four terms. Lost people saved, saved people pastored, pastored people equipped or mentored, and then equipped people mobilized or sent. Amen? And we are on the first part of that. Lost people saved. Amen. <laughs> so, how are you guys doing? <laughs> Nervous. Nervous? <laughs> Don't worry. The whole idea of this, the reason why I want to do this is we are a church family. And you know, the reason, the setup, living room and all that, it, it's just a conversation. A lot of people... Uh, feel terrified to be standing on the platform, but I always tell everyone, our leaders, no, you know, don't be afraid. You're not performing. You are hosting our church family. It's as if when you have invited people to your house, you know, when you invited people to your house, you're the host because that's your house, right? So uh, I have a few questions to ask uh, to help us understand uh, evangelism and worship, and our service unto the Lord by reaching people. Firstly, maybe a lot of people here doesn't know yet your personal testimony, your life testimony. The first question I'd like to ask, how, how many years or how long have you been a Christian? How, how long have you considered yourself to be following Jesus? 19 years. Wow, 19 years. Yes, That's yes. so good. Yes, uh, yes, Jane. Hello. More than um, nearly four years now. Four years. Yes. That's awesome. That's awesome. And JV? I've been serving the Lord, um, I think, more than 15 years part-time. <laughs> three years full-time. Uh, 15 years part-time and? Three years three, full-time. Three years full-time, right? Who can relate to that? Sometimes in, sometimes not. <laughs> hey, Jerry. That's a common story. Anyway. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been 19 years now. 19 years. So same with, uh, also, yeah. you, you came to know the Lord the same yeah. time yeah. together so, as a couple. couple. Yeah. All right, so let's, let's continue with that thought. How, how, what happened? How did you come to know the Lord? Uh, actually, uh, one of our ninang in our wedding, she invited us to attend the church. It's a JIL in Lakemba because mm -hmm. we live close by. That's where Jessica goes to school. Yeah. And then uh, before, because uh, that time she's, she's pregnant, mm. and before, because we need to go back to Philippines, see, because yeah. I'm illegal that time. <laughs> and uh, we attend the church, just, okay, we, we go. And then uh, we went back home, and then my, my wife, she's pregnant that time and struggling to stay in the Philippines. So, we came back. She came back, and I stayed there. And uh, the church visited her. Yeah. And that time, we need someone to sign a document for us as mm. a, a start deck that 
helping us in our finance yeah. because she's not working, we don't have money. So she said, okay, she opened the problem. And this couple, okay, we'll do it. Mm. And they, they done it. Yeah. And then from then, we, you know, uh, we, the visa granted through yeah. persistence and prayer, of course. And then uh, we attend the church. Yeah. We still attend the church. Mm. Yeah. And then, yeah, from there, it you continued. You yeah. continued. Uh, because of that, you know, that, that woman, that couple did something. An, an act of kindness. Yeah, it's not comfortable for them. Because after 10 years, we visited them. Because we, we kind of separate away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. After 10 years, we visited them. And then we testify yeah. because of what they did to us, not just us, even my whole family gets yeah. saved. Now yeah. there's a church at home. Yeah. And then people that we kind of meet as well. We, you know, it kind of nagrolsha. Yeah. Nagrolsha. Yeah. And then she's crying and she said like, like, you know what? The truth is that day, I, honestly, I don't want to do it. <laughs> it's not comfortable. I don't yeah. know you guys. Like yeah. I'm putting my financial you know, in trouble if something happened, whatever yeah. you do, I'm, I'm, I'm re reliable. Yeah. But because she, she said, uh, the work That's of the beautiful. spirit, work of God, and then I just sign it yeah. without hesitation. Mm. So when she's, we visited her and telling the story in the church, I, I guess it's also for me to encourage her as well that, what's sometimes you just do little thing you think it's nothing yeah but you don't know the seed that you planted yeah it's already bearing fruit and so the good. fruit that yeah. came out they also bearing fruit mm. you don't even know you know the main thing is like that's why she's crying you know just to encourage her yeah. and i guess we get her spirit because the couple are what we're doing now very that's helpful. their yeah are they still doing it, even their so old good. age? Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Did I see add something to that? Or that's the story? Yeah, that's the story. Like, it's a small act of kindness. Yeah. But I, I believe it's the leading of the Lord. Yeah. God have a plan for us. Yeah. He set us apart. That's mm. why things happen the way it happened. Yeah. Because that's, so that's the purpose of the Lord. Yeah. Mm. And that's what I believe in yeah. my spirit. <laughs> That's a good thing. Um, yeah, you can clap your hands if you want. <laughs> because I guess um, we were talking about it last month, isn't it? The spiritual warfare series. That the kingdom of God is advancing one soul at a time. And we are the ones who bring people and introduce Jesus to them. And with what Jerry and Atites uh, experience, they have paid it forward. And as a result, they have brought JB and Jane to our church. Can you share a little bit of a story how you came to our church? Good morning, everyone. Good morning. <laughs> I'm so nervous today, but um, yeah. So um, he, um, so I've been a full time, full time serving the Lord. So I, I've known um Jesus through my husband back years, like more than ten years ago. But then I know I just know him just by name. But when I actually have a personal relationship with him and encounter him was in 2017. And I'm crying. <laughs> and I think most of you know um, 
my son and my daughter. So um, Jesus was, she, he's just good because um, as you said, Pastor Jeff, um, one soul at a time. So you will never know when, when is God's timing that he will really face-to-face -face encounter you. And in 2017, when my son fell very ill, that, that, that time, although I already knew Jesus before then, but the actual, like, you know, you, know, you will feel that, yes, you, you will just feel it. That the actual time that, um, that I encounter and know Jesus was the time my son was actually um, getting in the ICU and getting revived by the doctors. So, I just kneeled down for some reason. I don't, I, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a prayer warrior before. I don't, I'm not, I'm not really that, not, not even religious or anything. Like, I know him and that's it. Yeah. But then at that time, at that point in time, I just, you know, God will put you into the edge. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not to harm you. Yeah. But to actually tell you, anak, I'm here. Yes. You can just hold my hand and come to me and everything will be okay. And at that very moment, and up to today, I'm, I'm crying. Actually, even this morning before, before this happened, I'm already <laughs> crying in my heart because I know um, when Tita Tess asked me the other day, do you want to join us to sit here? I, at the back of my mind, you know that um, I wasn't here for two weeks because Johan was in the hospital. At the back of my mind, why now? Because, but, but then straight away, the Holy Spirit told me, yes, now. Yeah. Not, not tomorrow, yeah. now. Yes. Because you have something that you, know, that you know that you will have to share. Yeah. And I wanted to share it to you, how, how God is so good. So, I've been, so um, yeah, moving forward, I've been, I know God from 4 years 2017 when my son fell very, very um, ill. And he was reviving and... I just kneeled down on my knees. I remember I kneeled down on my knees. At first, I was asking him and questioning him, why, why my son? Why are you taking my son? And then I just realized, it's not, it's not, um, he's not mine. Yeah. Every one of us here is for, the God, for the Lord. So, I just kneeled down on my knees and I just said, I surrender him to you. If you've given me a chance, it will be a privilege to give me a chance to be a mom again to him. But if not, your will will be your will be done. And then after a few minutes, the doctor came out and they said, Johan is revived. Wow. And yeah. from that Ooh. day, moving forward up to today, that I'm sitting here in front of you, is it's 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 my living testimony. Every single morning that I see my son. Yeah. It just reminds me every night. And how, that's how much love I feel from God. That yeah. mm. every single day He will remind me actually yes. that I, I've been given a chance again to be a mom to my son. And that's how I get to encounter wow. and yes. see God. Yes. And we give a hand to the Lord. Amen. And trivia. Trivia as well. Do you know that that day that Johan basically died for yes. about two minutes, right? Um, one minute 
and 25 seconds. One minute like, and 25 seconds flatline. Yes, flatline. Yeah, and then he was revived. That was Easter Sunday, Easter Resurrection Sunday, Sunday yes. that he was revived. So yes. every Easter Sunday, we celebrate yes. him Johan. coming back to life. Yes. How about you, JB? When was, because you said earlier, sometimes in, sometimes <laughs> not. <laughs> what was the defining moment where you said, Jesus, I'm yours and I am not going to turn back anymore? It all started um, um, 2018. It yep. was our family camp oh, yeah. when I was baptized for the second time. Because wow. I was baptized when I was 14 or 15 years yeah. old. Mm-hmm. And I'm already serving the Lord that time, part-timely. And then, <laughs> like, like, you know, when you say part-timely, you're serving the Lord. At the same time, you're doing something that is not pleasing to His yeah. eyes, you know. Uh-huh. Like you know, a typical um, teenager. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I can I could describe myself that time um, as like rubbish, uh, rubbish um, or miserable. Mm. So it all started 2018 in our family camp, and I decided to get baptized mm. and decided to follow him. Yes. So that was the time when was when. Bishop Vincent is our um, guest speaker speaker at that time. Mm -hmm. And I remembered when he, when, um, when he said that, um, just, uh, what is, I can't remember what's the, I think the theme that time is, um, go. Heart of worship. I I can remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and yeah, um, he just asked everyone to go in the front and, and yeah, um, I just kneeled down. I was actually. I remember almost, that because yeah. you were beside me. Yeah, I was almost. Um, <laughs> and I was mm. crying to God. I was, you know, uh, praying and all that. But beside me, I, I can. I, I during that, I don't know who was beside me because obviously, when you pray, your, clo- your eyes are closed. And beside me, there was someone beside me who was like sobbing, like. <laughs> like really crying and and uh, surrender, and then after the prayer, I I looked beside me. I was like, "Oh, it's JB," <laughs> and your face is so red. <laughs> yeah, continue yeah, on. Yeah, the, actually, the reason why I am like that because two thousand way, way back two thousand and seventeen, my mom was passed away, and I was blaming myself that I am the reason why it happened because yeah. I was the one. I was the last person who is talking to her when she Passed had away. the cardiac arrest. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, for the past year, from 2007 to 2018, I keep blaming myself mm-hmm. for, for what happened. And yeah. Um, God delivered yeah, you from that guilt. Yeah, that's at right. The time. And mm-hmm. Pastor Jeff just told me, just, um, it's not actually your fault. Um, God has. Um, plan, why is it happened, mm. and just release it, just tell everything to God, and um, I can remember that, I was yeah. saying, you know, um, you have to forgive yourself, that's right, yeah, because the Lord doesn't blame you for it, He mm-hmm. knows it, and then uh, allow Him to heal you, that's right, from the pain that you're inflicting mm-hmm. on yourself, yeah, from, yeah. yeah, from then on, actually, I feel really, um, Free, free, yeah. like free from um, condemnation. Yeah, condemnation. Condemnation to yeah. myself, yeah. Mm. 
That's awesome. Wow. That's so good. Let's close in prayer. <laughs> um, yeah, so you're t- telling us a story of how you encountered the Lord and how the Lord has, you know, really revealed Himself to you. What difference did it make? How can you, uh, can you share us like a key, like one, one key change that God has made in your life since the time you surrendered to the Lord, your life? What was your life like before? <laughs> and don't wag niyo nang ikwento yung telenovela ano lang summary lang um, and how did it change now now obviously we're not no one's perfect yeah and we're we're changed but we are still changing but there are changes that God does when we encounter him amen ano po yun sa inyo what is that for you um for me um For those who don't know it, uh, in the beginning, the reason why I came here is for something, uh, intention that is not good, being here in Australia. Um, our family in the Philippines, uh, we are poor. Yeah. As I told a lot of people, we don't have toilet. Uh, we are seven in a family. Mm. Um, my mom is really working hard because during that time, my father died early. Yeah. So, raising seven kids, you know. And in my heart, too, I love to help my mom, no mm. matter what, to mm. be able to help all of us. Mm. And the reason why I'm here is because I married for intention of to be here, to be able to help more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's my goal. Mm-hmm. So I know it's not um, honorable whatever I done in the past. I done I done what I, I could yeah. in order to yeah. help my family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So right now I was uh, a divorced woman and I'm blessed even though with having a beautiful daughter and that's yeah. Jessica. <laughs> uh, of course. Uh, When something is wrong in the beginning, a lot of times the tendency is it will not stay last, uh, long. Yeah. And that's what happened to my parents' marriage. Yeah. But praise God, even though that was happened in my life, yeah. even though I'm wretched, you know, just like what we're say, uh, singing. Wretched. Yeah, yeah, wretched. Yeah, broken. Yeah, broken. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But God still lift me up yeah. and give me another life to live. Yeah. With, a, of course, another love life. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I am now. <laughs> yeah, a second chance at love. <laughs> yeah. In the beginning, I was married 24 years older than me. Mm. I was um, married at the age of 21. Mm. And, and my life is just beginning during that time. But yeah. because I want to help, I sort of use myself in order to help sacrifice. my family sacrifice. Yeah. And, and bec- but of course, as I said, it's not good in the eyes of God. Mm. But praise God, He forgives me. And yeah. I receive that grace. Man. And as I said, I, I, I'm now married to my husband. <laughs> We have two beautiful uh, children. We, yeah, we have uh, Jesse, uh, Alisa, and AJ, AJ yeah. and we're so thankful yes. that la, lo, that even though in the beginning life is hard, married but, life. Yes, yes, 
but having God in our side, uh, in yeah. our midst, make it easier for us. That's right. Yes. Mm, that's so good. praise the name of Jesus. And another thing that I want to share to you is, before my life is, I, I life. I don't. I'm not so concerned about about my life before. What I yeah. mean is, where I gonna be. Yeah. Like, will I be in the hell or I know when when You're I You're not die. religious. Yeah, you don't care I, about yeah, God. Yeah, I don't care no, about no it in the whatsoever. beginning. Like, where will now? Mm. Because I received Jesus in my heart, mm -hmm. and I know when I die, I'll be with Him. Amen. <laughs> and that's that's the joy. That's, that's the joy serving the Lord right now. That's what I feel right now. Yeah. That's the reason why. Um, as soon as you receive Christ in your heart, it not it's not just it stays there. Yeah. It will compel you to act. Yes. To obey. Yeah. You know, there will be transformation in your life. And that's what happened to me. Yeah. There's mm. a big transformation in my life. That's good. Like, I want to obey God. When I read the Bible, I don't just read it. I want to obey what's written there. Yeah. <laughs> so... That's the reason why Love and Action was born. <laughs> there you go. I was waiting for the plug-in. <laughs> That's the ministry that the Lord has given me. And I like to obey. Even though in the beginning when we started the Love and Action, I'm in fight with my husband <laughs> for nearly a year because he's a clean Freak. I know. Sorry, uh, we erase it. Very, I know. Clean in the house. Yeah, right? but because uh. when I, we first started the uh, Love and Action, a lot of donations, you can smell it. There's a lot in the floor, in the lounge and everything. Yeah. So really, the clean house become a messy house. <laughs> so what I mean sometimes when you obey the Lord, yes, yes. there will be always inconvenience. Yeah, yeah. And it's very inconvenient for my husband, <laughs> but I don't mind. We'll, we'll explore later on yes. the motivation behind Love in Action. And obviously, as we all know, the motivation behind Love in Action is right there, evangelism. It's obviously helping people with the compassion that God gives. The gift of mercy is at Atete's life, you know? Uh, yung the mercy of God and compassion. But behind all the love in action, the acts of kindness that we do, really the ultimate bottom line of that is the prayer that we have to bring people at yeah. the feet of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So for Kuya Jerry, how about you? Um, when you became a Christian, when you decided to give your life to the Lord, what major changes took place <laughs> in your life? Uh, major one is my uh, destination. Yeah? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like from death to life. You yeah. Know? And uh, God's still changing me. Yes. I'm not mm. there yet. Like uh, probably... Not there yet. No, no, no. Still like battling with with uh, with myself. The flesh. Uh, with yeah. the flesh. You know? It's still there. But... Yeah, like, like, but the more you obey, God ch changes those you can't. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, only God can change us. Yeah. We, you know, like, mm -hmm. so big difference, of course, like, it's still tempting to, to do those things what I'm doing before. Because mm -hmm. okay? you see them everywhere, yeah. especially nowadays, yeah. you know. And then, like, sometimes I travel in a different Overst state, yeah. Overst you know, different state, and by myself in a hotel. Mm. You know, if if you're not careful, like 
Mm -hmm. Everything there. Everything all the world the world can offer is there. Yeah. And what are you gonna do about it? Like yeah. that's why it's really hard like when you're by yourself. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. really hard. But yeah. praise God now it's still like the uh, grace of yeah, God. Yeah, the is grace there. of God is there and, and mm. give this give so me good. strength. And, uh -huh. Yeah. Right, right, well, right. Who can relate? <laughs> Men. <laughs> yeah. Just a short one, uh, JB or Jane, you can answer that question. What what changes has God God um, enabled you to and right now, especially in your marriage and yeah, all that. Um, th actually, there is a big change, especially when it comes to marriage. Um, before, um, before we dis um, before we're not yet um, in the Lord. In the Lord, mm -hmm. our marriage life is, um, I could say, miserable. Like what I said <laughs> earlier, miserable. And yeah. Um, I remember one time, the it was the day before um, the camp, 2018. We had a really big fight, and like you know, as, like what you you watch on a teleseries. <laughs> um, yeah, we um, don't we don't watch teleseries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually you know. Um, we're about to end our um, marriage that time. Um, and we both know to ourselves we, we are very, um, what do you call this? Pride. Pride. Pride chicken. Who yeah, likes um, fried chicken? And I already told her the night before, no, I'm not going to go to the camp. If you wanted to, just take the kids and I'll stay out. And when you come back, let's sit down and talk about our um, separation. Wow. And then, I don't know, for some reason, she approached me and told me, just get up and let's go to the camp. I already prepare your clothes and all. Um, don't worry about anything. Just, just, um, just come. Just come and yeah, and let's see what's gonna happen next. Yeah. And then after that come, um, everything change. Wow! Like three, wow! Three hundred sixty change. And it's amazing. Yeah, of course. Although um, mm. after that come, we're still on a process, and yeah. you know. Up to now, of course, up to now. But I could say it's way, way different than before. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can advise to all guys or to all men in here. Just serve the Lord mm. and just let God be in the center of your relationship. Yeah. And you're going to have a happy life. <laughs> <laughs> a happy wife. Happy, happy wife, happy life, right. A lot of things are happening in yes. the camp. So don't forget to attend the <laughs> to camp. Register, register another plug-in, right? <laughs> <laughs> register in the camp. Amen. Um, so obviously in our church, if we can really single out some people in this church that really are very, very passionate and very active in bringing people to our church, to the Lord, to DGs, to our lighthouses, it's definitely you guys, right? Tell us something, because that's basically the question that probably in our heads, why are you so passionate in bringing people to Jesus, and how do you do it? 
How do you do it? How, I'm, I, even myself, I'm so amazed at how God has used you somehow to connect to people, to bring people, you the efforts. I see it behind the scenes. I see the sacrifices and the lengths that you go for, for people to just be brought to the Lord. What fuels you? What's the motivation behind it? Anyone can answer. Yes, so um, as for me, as yeah, you've heard the background of us before and after now serving the God. Um, so I first met, I first attended DG Jehovah Jireh from Tita Tess. That those times were the rocking um, area of our lives. And I really wanted to, as I saw my son, I said, no, I will not turn my back. So I really find ways to, you know, and then I found Tito Tess. And then from then on, I learned more. And I asked every DG when I met Pastor Jeb, Ati Mylin and all. Then I started to ask and ask. And that encouraged me to, like, you know, now, why I am doing it, why I'm fueled. Just because I wanted to pay it forward as well. Yes. Because... I have experienced and still experiencing how God is good to our lives. Yeah. Why don't you, like, it's, it's a no-brainer to not share it. It's yeah. like, yeah. you are doing your job. If you're um, a career people, you would really announce to the public, I, I've, I've achieved this and I've achieved that. Why not, why not yeah. what you have experienced wow. with God? Yes. So, you're watching the movie and you're kind of passing it, like, or you're eating in a restaurant, and when you like it, you will rate it. Yeah. Why won't you rate how you experience wow. and just that's amazing. Just go as normal. Yeah. As normal as if you're sharing a good restaurant to your friend. Yeah. Similar thing to like how we do it, like how we yeah. we get connected with Shelan, with with all the lighthouses members and all the other people that is not in church, yeah. but inviting them to start. Yeah. Going to our fellowship yeah. through the online platform because that is the new norm. Yeah. Like, you know, that's the new normal at this point yeah. in time. So why not use that? Use that, and you yeah. know, why why not use that? Like it just just for me. Um, every time I see new people, mm. it's just automatic on me because yeah. that's how much how much um, God filled my heart. So. He just so wanted to introduce Jesus. It's just so automatic that yeah. when you really truly ex- accept and believe and your faith is there and your heart is really filled with His love, yeah. mm. it, it's just automatic for you to be it fueled up. Yeah, and it, it flows, flows down. And mm. it just fueled up to you more. That You know, I'm so excited. I have to share you this one. Yeah. Like, like before, whenever I talked about my son, I really cry as a mom. I yeah. still cry definitely. But now, even last week when my son almost didn't wake up on Tuesday last yeah. week, mm. I was just talking to him that I know to myself, I have that peace, that peace in mm. myself that he's gonna wake up. Whenever mm. Tita Hazel is can me, I'm so thankful and glad. Yeah. And I know to myself that God is not finished yet. Yeah. He is not finished. Yeah. So why do we have to finish that story that so he, even he's not even finished about us? Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Incredible. Yeah. So good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jerry. Yeah. You know what? You know, what you hear now is not, it's not, it's a true story. It's not like something yeah. we kind of fabricate. Or whatever. fabricate. 
and even our testimony, our life. We kind of opening everything. Yeah. I think it's uh, also that's one of the key as well. Like once you open yourself to people, mm. you become vulnerable to them. Yeah. And then they will open up. Yeah. It's yeah. like because if you're talking to someone and and he knows what you're saying, you're guarding, you're guarding something. Yeah. And also you have to discern that as well. Don't mm. just open everything about yourself yeah. to that person. You know, it's you have to discern that as well. Yeah. And once I notice like when when I open up myself and I see them they're open up yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people, a lot most of us, we have kinda a pace. We facade, a yeah, facade. We show yeah. different pace depends on yeah. who are pacing. Yeah. By pacing pastor I have Pastor pace. <laughs> <laughs> if I pace, you know, we have that. We are good on that. Yeah, yeah. We're good on that. So, it's true, no? Like what Jane said, like, if I see someone, let's say, they invited me on a party. Straight away, my mind goes to that mode. Yeah. I look for someone that, I, 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 I always said this, look for the weak, weakest link. Because in a group, there's always strong bond, you know? Ah, uh, yeah. There's a strong bond together that is hard to break. Look yeah. for that weakest link. It's like Satan. Uh, when you move away, it grabs yeah. you. Same thing. We do the same thing. <laughs> I, look, I look on those Ooh. weakest links, like those separating with the group, and then kind of approach it. I can't do That's it like true. big group. I kinda I observe that a lot whenever yeah. we have parties, birthday parties and celebrations. I really observe that from you guys. You look for people who are not connected to church yet. <laughs> and you talk to them and you befriend them and you really and then I, I think we had that conversation before Koya Jerry that in your mind you always think, How can I invite this person to church? <laughs> how can I share the Lord to him? Obviously you don't Rock up to the person, a stranger. Hey, do you know Jesus? <laughs> they will run away from you, right? And we don't but, have, we don't well, have, I uh, know, like, uh, like step. Uh-huh. I think me and my wife, all we do is just being, being there. It's a genuine it's, uh, care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. not like no. First, we we show like we really care. We, yeah. we can do what, what we can That's do. That's true. And then it's it's up to the Lord, naman, if if. Their heart will open it. Yeah. So all we have yeah. to do is to be be available. You know, yeah. To be yeah. Even even like when I open up a party at home before we always have party, my main main uh, idea is for of course the unity of the body. Yeah. And then if there's a visitor, and evangelism. Yeah. Everything. Kinda yeah. That's Knows. my mode. Like mm-hmm. straight that's away. Very like, good. But not like kinda like. That, like those traditional evangelists, like honor yeah. you and then for spiritual yeah. loss, number one. No, 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 no. <laughs> right. yeah. I, I've always believed that evangelism is uh, ang definition ko dito. It's the extension of God's hospitality to the world. It was Him first became hospitable to us. You know, the Bible also talks about hospitality. Be hospitable. It's hosting people. It's really knowing that you care and you want you want to be genuinely friends with them. Um, when we were in the campus ministry way back when I was in youth, uh, our youth pastor always tells us, people won't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And, and that's, that's supposed to be who we are, church. That's without any... Oh, actually, I was about to say without any hidden agenda, but yes, there is a hidden agenda. 
you know, but that's the only valid and right hidden agenda. <laughs> ulterior motive. And the ulterior motive is you want this person to know the Lord because that's the best thing that they could ever have in their life. Amen? Amen. So, yeah. So, those of you who are with us now in the church, yes, we had an ulterior motive. <laughs> but that's to draw you closer to the Lord. Amen? Yeah. You, you might think of it that way. Amen? <laughs> Amazing. As we continue to close in uh, in our last few questions, I just wanted to ask you, uh, what is your favorite gospel story uh, in the Bible in Jesus encountering people? Because ultimately, our model for evangelism is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. How did Jesus reach people You know, in the Bible? Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. And he, he was on mission. And we, the church, you know, we worship God as we can commit to the co-mission. Go, therefore, and make disciples into all the world. So Jesus did it, and He's calling us to do it. Uh, what's your favorite story? Okay. Uh, mine is in uh, Luke. Luke 23. I think it's on the screen. Um, I've yeah. asked some of the guys to put it out. So it's in Luke 23. I think everyone is familiar with this. When Jesus, Luke 23? Yeah, 23, 39. When uh, Jesus is already on the cross, yeah. there's a two guy next to him. One on the left, one on the right. You know, even, even you know, on his dying moment, Jesus still saving. Yes. So I said to myself, like, Lord, you know, that's one of my prayer. Like, wow, that's hard. Eh? Uh, <laughs> Even unto my dying moment, I, I can still uh, reach one bring, more. bring one more soul to you. Like, wow. And, uh, and, and it's funny. Like, there's two guys there. One guy is mocking Jesus. Mm-hmm. So for me, evangelism is like, yeah, you get mocked. Yeah. For sure you get. Even Jesus get mocked. Mm. That's Jesus, you know what I mean? Mm. But don't worry about those mocking you. Just... You know, like the, the Hebrew 12, for the, for the joy has set before him, he endured the cross. Yeah. You know? And those, you worry about those who will get saved. Yeah. Don't worry those people who, who mock, you. mock you. Don't worry about those people. Because what count is Jesus, you know? Uh, it's, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's glorification. Yeah. That's what, that's what God main concern yes. to save you and to bring his glory back to him yeah mm-hmm. all right so yeah don't it's, it's definitely it's not easy it's inconvenient so it's yeah it's hard it's yes. hard mm. it's it's a battle like even myself like yeah like you know how what we do even yeah in dg lighthouses there's so there's always a time like lord but want to do this, the but strength, strength, as soon as yeah. you go there, you come home with joy. Yeah. First, it's like, Lord, I don't want to do it. But the once flesh. you obey, wow, thank you, Lord. You give yeah. me that strength as well. Even that strength, that, that obedience, Amen. you know, that, that's, yeah, even that comes from Him. That's good. Yeah. That's awesome. Did that? Mine is in John 4, if you can open your Bible with me, yeah. and we can read together. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so in John 4, 16, 19, it's about Jesus talks with a Samaritan woman. 
So in 16, he told her, go, call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you have had five husbands. And the man you now have is not your husband. What you just have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. In verse 25-26, the woman said, I know that Messiah called Christ is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. Yeah. Verse 28-30, Then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, Come, see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be a Messiah? They came out of the town and made their way toward him. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them. And he stayed two days. And because of his word, Many more became believers. Wow. They said to the woman, We no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves and we know wow. that this man really is the Savior of the world. Wow. That's so good. Isn't Amazing. it beautiful? Yeah. Like God. Uh, amazing, amazing Jesus. Like even though he's tired, you know, he encountered the woman. What I mean is, Jesus loves all of us. Yeah. There's no exemption. Yeah. So, in this passage, the reason why I'm telling you this, the reason why it became a favorite mine is because of, if you look at it, the evangelistic way, how Jesus did it, like approaching the woman and telling the woman, this is who you are. And then, yeah. because of that, that woman, the Samaritan woman, compels to yes lord instead of she she can deny yeah. that it's not her she's not like that yeah. but she empty herself yes it's true so before anything else because before we can receive jesus in our heart mm. we should give everything yeah no matter be honest to him yeah a lot of times marami sa atin now we can't approach god because we feel as if we're, we are a sinner condemned yeah the, the, yes. the, the condemnation yeah. is to uh, but jesus wants us to come boldly yeah you know no matter kung yung pinagawa natin no matter how bad we are no matter how many sins we committed no matter how hard Beautiful. and life is, yeah. you know, we can only be encountered by Jesus that's right. if we come to Him. Amen. And that's what I, and, and also with this, you know, as soon as uh, uh, this Samaritan woman uh, encountered Jesus, what he did, he, she just let everything out and run and then <laughs> come on, come on, come to Richard. Jesus. Yes. Come, yes. you know what? That's this, Yes. I uh, think this is the Messiah that we are waiting for. Man. So that she became be... the first evangelist in the New Testament, a Gentile woman. She's the first evangelist. She's the one who called others, and she did not have to preach. 
She did not have to say Bible verses. She just said her testimony. Yeah. I met a man and he can change your life as well as she did mine. Yeah. And come see, come see. Yeah. That's, that's what she did. A lot of us, we have a misconception of evangelism. We think, I don't, have, I don't know many verses in the Bible. It's not my spiritual gift or that I'm not called for that. No. But it's really out of a desire to see others set free just like you are. Amen? That's so good. Uh, any more that you want to add to that? Yes. Um, for me, the favorite um, encounter with the Lord from the gospel is um, the woman who bleeds for 12 years. Oh, Actually, it's a, con- it's a twine um, story with, um, with the 12-years-old daughter of yeah, Jairus. Jairus. So I'll just read the Luke chapter 8, verse 43 to 47. And woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one, no one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me. I know that power has gone out from me. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. Then he said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Wow. It's really, it's really, um, it's really my favorite because as I mentioned earlier, it seems like um, God was speaking to me when I fell on my knees for my son. And it, it feels like I'm the 12, like I'm the woman who has a 12 years of bleeding. Yeah. At that point in time as a mother who tried every remedy that I could possibly do just for my son to be awake. But at that moment of time, I just fell on my knees and I just surrendered it to him. Yeah. Similar thing to what this woman who bleeds for 12 years, she was crawling on the very crowded with a lot of people and her faith was there despite of all these things that you know she knew she could be stoned yeah. to death because she's unclean therefore if you know she touched someone she might have um, affected them as well but yeah. she still do it and touch the hem of Jesus, Jesus clothes yeah. and there I saw that the evangelism there for Jesus at that point in time because he knew he knew how much is the faith. He knew that the power came out of him. Yeah. And that woman, he, she, she, like, she's already healed at that time. She could just be gone and not say it. But instead, she went to Jesus and said, in a lot of people, and said to him, you have healed me just by touching. And she, she tell her story to Jesus. And I believe that if I just touch the hem of your clothes, I will be healed. And I am instantly healed when I did. 
that 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 evangelism that I was saying before, why would you not share? Yeah. Why would you not share something that you know you have experienced it to yourself? Yeah. And for those who haven't, perhaps maybe you just have to go to him. Yeah. And try to seek him. Yes. Don't 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 let yourself uh, don't be condemned that I am sinner. I don't want to go to church. I'm yeah. you know like yeah. it's it's useless anyway. I will not be seen by God. Yeah. Um, I believe that every one of us is a sinner. And that's a good thing. Because the moment that you know yeah, that, that, you a uh, that, that you are a sinner, that's the moment, that's the moment that you will really receive, receive Him. Hallelujah. And by evangelizing, not just like Pastor said, said um, just Pastor Jeff said earlier, you don't need to know and to memorize verses to evangelize. You just simply want to share what is good. And yeah. this is good. Yeah. And if you can share, as I said, if you can thumbs up on your Facebook page, if you can <laughs> like the Instagram Facebook, I mean, yeah. photo of, your, of, of someone, why not this kind of wow. message? Wow. So, so good. Yes. That's why this um, Bible verse is very powerful. powerful for me. That's amazing. And I thank God yes. for all of it. That's so good. I just want to add too that, uh, you know, sometimes we already have our job, right? One of you, and then we got different part-time as well. So a lot of you, a lot of us in this world, we put so much in our uh, lives. That's why sometimes we don't have time to do evangelism. But you know what? Always remember, wherever you are, you can do it. Yes. You know what? Why is it, you know, when we have networking, we can use all our time to grab everyone. Yeah. How can we, you know, how is it uh, when it's about Jesus, we cannot do that. Did you know that God is the one who supplies all our needs? Yes. If you believe that, whatever yeah. you read in the Bible, if you believe His promises... Then yeah. we will hold on to that. Man. And that's where we hold on to. Even though during that time, my husband is asking me, if you really want to help the needy, why don't you just work and then you give the money to the needy wherever you get? And you know what? I told my husband, no. I told my husband, no. I will continue to do the love and action. This is what God instructed me to do. Yeah. And I will do it. Yes. And Amen. that's what I did. Yeah. I'm not getting paid for yes. what I'm doing in love and action. But I'm using my time from morning to night time. I'm still to talking reach people, to people. To bring yes. people to the Lord. And, at, and in the middle of the morning when it's still cold, I'm outside yeah. sorting the clothes yeah. to send to Philippines. So good. So what I mean is there's always inconvenience. I'm not getting paid. Lord, if I look at it, I'm not getting paid for what I'm doing in Pero love and action. Pero ang ganda pa rin niya, di ba? She's still beautiful. <laughs> but you know what? Amazing. The reason why I got this uh, passion for doing what I'm doing, because this is the ministry that God had given me. And the goal and the purpose is for the salvation of many. Amen. Because... Woo! So good. <laughs> We've been sending a lot of help to yeah. the churches. And yeah. you know what? The churches are using it to feed people. Yeah. As they feed the people, 
you know, they will speak forth the word of God. Yes. And plenty will come to His kingdom. That's so, good. this is about God's kingdom. Yes. That's why I'm passionate, guys. When I will always tell you, donate, <laughs> donate. <laughs> Kumapal na yung mukha ko. Amazing. Because what I'm doing, for the Lord. I know it's for the, for Lord. the Lord. Amen. I will Woo! not be ashamed of doing what I'm Amazing. doing. Because what I'm doing is for the Lord. That's how passionate I am because of the Lord. Amen. Can we just once again appreciate uh, our brothers and sisters in the Lord? Thank you, guys. You can take your seats now. Come on. Can we just appreciate again the lives of um, Sister Tess, Sister Jane, J- uh, Jerry, and JB. We're closing in with our communion. I'll call on our worship team. I don't know how you're going to fit in here now. <laughs> We're closing in with our communion and the communion that we do every first Sunday of the month, it reminds us, it grounds us to our foundation of our faith. It's about the, the bread symbolizes the, the flesh that was broken, Jesus hanging on the cross and the juice symbolizes, you know, the blood of the lamb that was shed across shed abroad for us. You you have in your seats a communion cup so you can have a hold of it right now. And every time you have a communion, of course, it the, the Bible tells us, remember what I have done for you, says the Lord. You know, He has died on the cross and that's because He wants to save us. He wants to break the barrier that Uh, serves, you know, sin that serves as a barrier so that men cannot have relationship with the Father. Can stand up, church. Join me in, in this. And we are beneficiaries of that. God came to seek and to save the lost. And ultimately, the cross was His perfect sacrifice and ultimate service. So that we can have a reconciled relationship with the Father. We can never be called children of God without the blood of Jesus. Forgiveness of sins is impossible if Jesus did not shed His blood on the cross. And with the stories that we have heard earlier, the issue of the bleeding woman, the Samaritan uh, on the well, and and the, the thief on the cross, all of these stories are all, all stories that basically tells us It's as if Jesus is saying to us, Anak, I see you. I see you. I know what you've gone through. I know what you are going through. Even those who are joining us online, maybe you're in your uh, living room right now and you're thinking, is there anything, is there any possibility for my life to change or to turn around? Yes, there is. Because the ultimate sacrifice has been given and the power of God has been released All we have to do is to open our hearts just like what we've heard today and to receive the grace that God freely offers unto us. Amen. So, um, and maybe you're already a Christian and just like JB, what he said earlier, you're a part-time Christian, part-time, not in and out, you know, not very serious with the Lord. You know, this moment, God wants to meet with you. Don't condemn yourself with that. If you've been swayed by the things of the world, but today, if you're making a decision, Lord, I want to be straight with you. I want to be, I want to be consistent from now on in my commi- commitment and communion with you. Before we partake of the communion, can we 
all bow down our heads and close our eyes. And those of you who are online joining us, this is a moment of surrender. This is a moment of encounter with the Lord. Lord, I haven't been serious about you. My relationship with you is dwindling. It's not in its place that is healthy. Or maybe you haven't been connected with God before and God is reaching out to you right now and saying to you, there is now no condemnation if you will open up your heart for me. Can we pray this prayer together if you're surrendering your life to the Lord right now? Just like that woman in the well, just like that bleeding woman, just like the thief on the cross. Can we surrender our lives to Jesus? Pray with me. Say this to God. Say to God, Father, forgive me. I am a sinner. My life is bleeding away. I acknowledge now that I need you. Thank you, Lord, that while I am a sinner, you died for me. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for my salvation. Thank you for redeeming me. As I open my heart, I ask for forgiveness and ask you, Holy Spirit, to fill me that I may live a life to follow the Lord that from now on, I am a child of God and you are my Father. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood. Let's sing this song together. Come on, let's worship Jesus. For the blood of life. Thank you, Jesus. It has washed me white. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. My life brought me from the darkness into Once again. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood of life. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, yes, Jesus. Lord. It has washed me Thank you, Jesus. You have saved my life. Brought me from the darkness into glory. Come on, let's declare this together, church. Worship Him, amen. There is nothing stronger than the wonder-working power of the blood. The blood that calls us sons and daughters. The calls us daughters. We are ransomed by the power of the blood, the blood. There is nothing, there is nothing stronger than the one the world in power. Come on, worship the blood, the blood. The blood. The blood. The blood. The blood. We are ransomed by your power. Love, 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 love. 
Father, as we partake of our communion this morning, Lord God, we thank you for the body that was torn on the cross so that we can be saved, that we can be restored, that we can be brought back into communion with the Heavenly Father, that we can be redeemed. Lord, we have no hope apart from the cross. And Lord God, as we partake of this communion, Lord God, also we acknowledge your calling for our lives, that we would be a conduit, a channel, so that other people can also know what you have done for us. That salvation may flow, not just in us, but also through us. That you would use us, Lord God, to reach people, to bring people into the saving knowledge of our Savior, our King, our Lord. Father, our lives, let it be your instrument, so that others will know, others will hear, others will see the grace of God operating in our lives. We honor you, Lord. We give thanks for the bread. In Jesus' name, let's take up the bread and eat it together. We have just sung that song, Lord, there is nothing greater than the wonder-working power of the blood. Oh, Jesus, the blood that cleanses us from all our sins, makes our hearts as white as snow. There is nothing greater than the blood that makes us sons and daughters indeed. Lord, thank you for the blood, the healing power of the blood, the restoring power of the blood, the cleansing power of the blood. Lord God, the covering, protecting power of the blood. Lord, as we take of this juice, Lord God, we acknowledge and we give thanks for the sacrifice that you have given so that all these benefits of the cross can be given to us and not just to us, so that it will be flowing to others as well. That the blood of Jesus, the power of it, operate fully, mightily in our lives so that everyone around us will see we have a living God, oh God, who operates and works wonders amongst His children. Lord, thank You. We honor You as we drink of this. We magnify You, Lord. In Jesus' name. Thank You, Jesus, for the blood. Come on, sing it, church. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Jesus. Amen. Oh, make it personal. Remember the day that the Lord rescued you. Remember the day he has, you found mercy in His eyes. Amen. Hallelujah. For the last time, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood. Oh, we owe it all to you, Lord. We owe it all to you. Let it flow. Thank you, 
too glorious to lie. Amen. Are you blessed, church? Hallelujah. Blessed, empowered, rich. Hallelujah. Would you raise your hands to receive the Father's blessing? Amen. Oh, may the Lord not just bless you and keep you, but as He shines His face upon you, that He may use you to share to others what amazing grace you have received from Him. May He empower you, may He anoint you, enable you, and as you pray for opportunities to be a light, to be a salt, as you pray for opportunities to share the gospel, as you pray for people, unsaved loved ones, friends, workmates, classmates, that you want to bring to Jesus, may He give you the wisdom the ability to do so as the Spirit leads you. Receive the favor of the Lord. Receive the empowerment of God. Receive His anointing, His peace abounding in and through your life from this day on and forever. In Jesus' mighty name, and all of God's people say, Amen! Amen. We wanted to be part of our M1, our mission team that's headed by Sister Tess and Brother Jerry. Uh, just approach them after the service and ask them, how can I help? How can I help our mission team in the church? Amen. God bless you and have a wonderful week, everyone. Thank you, Woo! Jesus. Woo!